find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, 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 what up, what up, y'all? What is up? You are listening to another brand new episode of the world famous, the number one free game podcast in the universe. This is, of course, Behind the Baller, coming to you live and direct from Hollywood, California. We are back home. It is the weekend wrap-up, y'all. Yeah, man, all that good shit. If you didn't know, now you know. This show is brought to you by none other than the world famous Dust brothers productions that would be mr miles davis that would be jordan winter we also got another crew called the captain's picks the number one betting handicap picks site on earth i me moi i am your host ben baller not ben humble also known as the wash lord also known as the korean chevy chase yes in particular, you can call me the Korean Wally Griswold. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the weekend wrap-up, guys. We are less than two weeks away from Christmas. We are one week away from Hanukkah, guys. Let's get this motherfucking show started. Forgot to mention, that's my man right there, Lakey Lake. So you know what the deal is. We got original music from Illegal Cartel. Haven't figured out, do we do a new theme song? Or I go around and fuck around and add an eight-bar verse onto that Behind the Baller theme um, song. Do, do I go out there and rap? Like, what are we, what are we doing, y'all? All right. <laughs> it is Monday. My least favorite day of the week, guys. Let's get in it. Just fresh back from San Diego. I hate to say it, this is probably my best trip to San Diego. I do go there with the family a lot. And um, it's been a minute since me and my wife just went somewhere on our own. And just, I think she's really just getting beaten down by the kids. They beat me down. And I only got a few hours of them every day. She has them all day. And um, just fucking crazy. It really is. But I had a great time in San Diego, man. There's so much to talk about in such little time. But obviously, I was out there for a custom fitting. I was out there working with TaylorMade, doing a commercial spot for the new P770 Blades. We're not going to get into too much golf talk right now. We are going to get into some lifestyle golf shit. But um, yeah, man, how do we get started? Fuck, uh, was there Thursday to Saturday night? I'm there chilling, you know, just vibing out. I got there really fast. It was really crazy. I was able to get to San Diego in an hour and 45 minutes and I wasn't going, I wasn't driving over 85. So that's pretty impressive right there. Jumping back and forth, I kind of just like really navigated through the city this time, but just certain areas, right? Just more so like north of La Jolla. So from La Jolla to Oceanside, I was active. Okay. I didn't really hit downtown, was through Mission Valley. Most of my time consisted in uh, Oceanside, Encinitas. San Marcos, Carlsbad, and La Jolla probably, right? A little bit of Mission Valley because we did a meet and greet. And I'm just driving through. I think I'm in there a day or so. And I didn't see Q on my last trip. That's Q Worldstar, founder, CEO of uh, 
formerly founder CEO. Um, he, he passed away. Q, aka Lee Odena. I just was thinking about him. I was thinking about just what would be happening, you know, if he was alive still. And um, I was leaving, having a great day, and um, I broke down and cried. Something you guys don't know about me, I do get emotional about my family. I don't really cry very often. It's something weird. I don't really cry at funerals anymore. I, I think I'm so fucked up in the head. I think that um, a lot of the death that's happened now, it's, it's kind of just muted my feelings. I'm just like, I'm really monotone when it comes to that type of shit. But I thought about Q and I just pulled over. I don't even know exactly where I was. Um, I think I might have been somewhere in Encinitas. I just, I just broke down and cried, man. I just thought about my man and was just, fuck this. I got to go visit him. So I went to go visit my dude, Q. Thought about some good times. His sixth year anniversary to his death is coming up. And it's four days before my 50th birthday. This is going to be an interesting week, man. I don't know. I haven't figured out. I know I'm doing a party. I haven't figured out if I'm going to invite a lot of people. I mean, there's going to be at least 50, but I'm figured if I'm going to do something big, maybe invite some super followers, some Twitter subscribers, maybe if I do an IG subscription by, by then, maybe that, I don't know, we'd have to figure that out. Um, but we did have a super follower, subscriber, meet and greet at Dave & Buster's. This was about how many people I usually have, like around 12 people or so. And I got to say, I'm not, it's just different types of things, right? The San Francisco one was cool. I did a minor one in LA. Um, I did a really small one in New York. And I'll start doing more as I hit these different cities. But um, San Diego was was chill, man. It was these dudes are really good people. You know, I had a dude who drove all the way over from, um, I forgot if it was Ontario, Ranch Cucamonga. He, was, he came from the IE and, and that meant a lot because he drove just to hang out with me. And it was kind of a, you know, man, everyone was real chill. We got to play more games this time. Um, we chopped it up. We watched the tail end of that Thursday night football game. We'll get into that after the break. But it was a good time, man. You know, I handed everybody, I think, a $75 card somewhere around there. We had some snacks. We had some nachos. We had some truffle fries. We had some uh, non-alcoholic beverages. They bought the beverages on their own. I took care of everything else. So again, if you multiply 12 times 75, I don't really need to do the math, right? Do I? But it's like, 850 bucks, right? You think about it. Everyone who showed up got tenfold shit, 20-fold of their $3 monthly subscription, not to mention a good time and chilled out. And it was just, it was nice meeting everybody. You know, um, I got to hang out with some people I've met before. I feel bad. I forgot my man's name. who's was a a Denver Broncos fan. Now <laughs> he was a San Diego Chargers fan. But he, you know, he, he when I did my, exclusive paid meet and greets where you get an hour with me or you get you know, a certain amount of time. And you, it was expensive. It was, it was a thousand bucks. And uh, we sold out every one. And um, it was just good chilling with people. You know, uh, it was impromptu. It was Thursday night. We just kicked it. And um, we were walking out of the Dave and & Buster's and three jackasses were inside their fucking Hellcats and uh, Challengers and Camaros. It was Actually, I'm sorry. It was one Challenger, one Charger and one Camaro and I think that one of them was at least a Hellcat. I don't think it was just a V6 RT. I don't know. But these guys are doing donuts in the parking lot at Dave & Buster's in Mission Valley. It's a massive parking lot. It's, by the way, that Dave & Buster's is the, the mega superstore. It's the biggest location in the country. 
And um, shout out to Popeye for setting that up. I really do appreciate it. That's my dog. And we got some big things planned for Dave and Buster's coming up. We do have some big things coming up for the Wash Lord Invitational. There will be the annual Wash Lord Invitational, but we're going to do some sub events. I'm going to figure those out, possibly in Arizona, possibly in Florida. We're going to do some shit. It's going to be dope. We're going to do some more events. But that meet and greet meant a lot. It was just something really chill and cool. And uh, we ended up kicking it for like two and a half hours. And it was, it was a good time. I want to do one in the East Bay, but I don't think because I'm going to have my family and shit with me. But I do want to do a small Twitter subscriber, super follower meetup during Christmas time, possibly in the East Bay. Could be in San Francisco. I don't know what my schedule's gonna be like out there, but I do know I'm gonna be just doing shit with the family. There'll be no podcast that week. We're missing at least one podcast for sure. I'm not doing any golf, none of that shit. We're just chilling, right? So, you know, um, I get to TaylorMade and I get loaded up with some more balls and just little swag here and there, products and stuff. And we go to their private facility, The Kingdom, and we start shooting content for Dicks and uh, their new P770 blades. And the crazy thing is the last time I was there was May 2nd. I'm sorry. The first time I was there was May 2nd. And um, that was when I had my actual fitting. And I was hitting P790s, which TaylorMade had gave me. But those aren't beginner clubs. They didn't know how serious I was going to take shit. It's their most expensive clubs. But it was, you know, I did a pretty good job getting fitted. Shout out to Trotty. Shout out to my boy, Mike the Stranger. Shout out to the whole TaylorMade staff. But the kingdom is where you get fitted. It is also a um, training facility for um, their team, which would be Tiger Woods, Scotty Scheffler, Roy McElroy, Colin Morikawa, Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, who am I forgetting? There's some other big people on the team. But basically, you go there. You know, it's, it's a private place. It's like 10 grand to get fitted there if you're a regular person, maybe even more. Uh, that obviously includes the clubs that you get, but it's nearly impossible to get in there. And let alone, there's two areas. There's like one area you chill, and then there's an area far to the left where the VIP goes, and that's where basically Tiger or like Aaron Rodgers or Canelo or one of those guys that go over there for their celebrity and VIPs, right? And I'm just having a good ass time. I hit a lot of balls. We had to get you know take a few takes, but when it came down to it, just so you know, um. The stealths that I hit, they're amazing irons. They're great. They're, they're like, not necessarily for a beginner, but they're more forgiving. They're bigger irons, and, and I play with those daily. Um, I have P790s. I have P770s now. P770s are blades. They're very hard to hit. You'd have to be a very, very, very skilled golfer to um, master those. And, uh, you know, I play a lot. And I noticed that I'm obviously playing the best I've ever played. So when I was hitting my shots... I was probably hitting two pure out of four. Whereas even a month or two ago, I don't know if I'd even had one out of 10 shots that were pure. So it was a big change since the last time I was there hitting balls and getting fitted, which is not that long ago. It was like two months ago, maybe, maybe three. I don't know. But it just felt so fucking good to hit these balls. And like, I was piping them, smoking my driver, was just having a good time out there, chilled, got some photos. Um, I don't think this is going to air until like April maybe, but it, it was just a good time there and good vibes. And shout out to Greg Manley, uh, PGA Greg, Greg Manley. He is the director of the kingdom for taking care of me. And I noticed that 
you know, when I posted that reel very recently about, you know, um, these P770s, I noticed a lot less hate because my swing and my game is really getting there, right? I've broken a 10 handicap, but I don't think that's correct. I do think I'm a legitimate 12, 13 handicap. That's still very good, especially for the, you know, considering I've been playing rounds for seven months. Let's see, May, April, uh, I'm sorry, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Shit, seven months. Just over seven months playing rounds. And it's an impressive, uh, I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm telling you guys I'm proud and it, it's an accomplishment, right? And, you know, I think people forget that I'm actually pivoting into golf as a profession. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to be a pro golfer. Now, I could as far as, you know, um, getting a, a PGA title but not being on the tour, right? There, there's different things. Um, but I am going in this into this direction as far as for money, for a career. I have a, I have a show. Obviously, Part 3 Podcast should be launching next month sometime. And it was just a good vibe, man. Um, Friday, I had got fitted. Can't discuss that. Uh, and so uh, I know it sounds confusing. Went up to Goat Hill to hit a call balls at the range. There's, there's so many beautiful golf courses in San Diego. It's just, there are so many more nicer golf courses in San Diego than there are in Los Angeles County. And uh, hooked up with my friend Maslin. We hit some balls. She got a place down there recently. And then after that, um, I had my fitting, which was like three hours. And then I went over to Vessel. For those of you who don't know, Vessel is legitimately the top tier Mercedes, like the Mercedes AMG brand of golf bags. There isn't really a Bentley bag, right? Like G4 makes good bags, but Vessel is a different. They're, they're the best bag company in the world. Tiger Woods is sponsored by them. That's who he uses. And they've been making bags since Nike days. They've been making bags for a long time. The, the owner's actually Asian. Not that it matters, but it is nice. And, um, you know, I connected with somebody who listens to the podcast. Very strange. Um, I've been rocking a Vessel TaylorMade collab bag for the longest time. And I liked the bag. It, it was nice. Something about it, I felt like it was too small, but it, it was kind of perfect, especially for traveling and everything. But I didn't like the ball cover zipper area where they usually put your pro name or whatever, your custom part. I don't know what it was. It just kind of kind of bothered me a little bit. But they blessed me with a new bag. And it is the most perfect bag I've ever owned. I've only owned like, I mean, shit. Well, I've had like six or seven bags. I've given a few away. This was just a beautiful fucking bag. It, it, it is a beautiful bag. I hope to use this for my duration of time playing golf. It's it's just, and maybe just upgrade to different things. But this is the perfect size bag. It holds everything. I can, I mean, it's just like, it's like a fucking having a suitcase with all your shit. Travel, you got a windbreaker in there. You got the fucking spike, you know, tool. You got all your fucking ball markers, your balls, your gloves, everything. It's just, it's just fucking awesome. And Vessel is just a shit. And they make a lot more than bags. They do travel cases. They do shoe cases. They make alignment sticks. They have head covers and a lot of things you could think golf related, but just really premium leather and just great materials and shit. So we sat down for a minute and it wasn't even five, 10 minutes in. We're just like, fuck this. Let's do a collaboration officially. And, you know, I just told you guys, they sent me like a couple thousand dollar, like a two $2,500 staff bag, 101 Ben Baller bag. And we're like, look, let's just make the sickest black carbon fiber, gold letter, gold hardware vessel bag to sell to the public. I'm going to do it super limited. I'm either doing one of 42 
we're all going to do 100. And I think we're going to start with 42. I have them numbered. The, the quality, again, is just so amazing. They also make these shoe bags for travel. And they're the best travel shoe bag I've ever seen. I've just been using like the little, like, you know, the little sleeves that you get from like, if you buy a nice pair of Gucci's or StockX sometimes sends bags and Mike Amiri does, more of the high-end brands do, but this is just like, this is next level stupid. Like it's crazy. It has a little like extra pouch. It's just super high quality. So shout out to Richard and the whole Vessel Corporation. Fucking amazing. The bag, just, which is so fucking nice. What else did I do? Friday night. What the, oh my God. How the fuck could I forget this? Jesus Christ. I must be out of my goddamn mind. Friday night, I get a call from Garrett Clark, who is the founder and president of Good Good Golf. And they rented a nice big beach house in Carlsbad, California. These guys are caking money, popular and everything. And I didn't really know what to expect, right? So, um, Pulled up there like around 7.15. I did not leave until like 12.30. I was chilling with these guys for over five hours. The whole good, good crew kicked it, vibed out, had a couple of drinks, uh, told stories, really just chill. These guys, these are just great guys. All of them, man. Fucking Matt, Bubby, uh, Steven, obviously Garrett, Luke Kwan. There's another dude named Luke that they're, they're with. And then the rest of the crew and we just vibed out and it was it was a great time and then you know we got some footage um i can't really talk too much about it but just expect something in january probably near my birthday to air we got a couple cool challenges a couple cool things that i'll be doing and um i'm fucking excited for you guys to see you know my first youtube golf video like for real, for real, right? You can really see like, a, you know, me playing. So that's, that's pretty cool. You know, even though we do mostly scramble, they do, well, we do scrambles. With, with the, they do scrambles. And what we did was a few things. So it's just going to be a dope time. And man, shout out to the good, good crew. I'm glad we finally connected. It was organic. Um, again, just such nice fucking guys. And I'm, I'm glad I want them to win. They have the biggest channel in golf as far as on YouTube. And they are very popular. And these guys are all good. Their weakest players probably a four handicap, which is still fucking amazing, right? It's just super good, pun intended. And, um, you know, just the feels in San Diego. I've already talked about how much I love Florida. I'm looking for a place out there. But it was kind of like, if I'm going to get a place in Florida, you know, like in that, between Palm Beach, Boca, and like Aventura, Bar Harbor area, then I would do San Diego, right? And San Diego just seems more, just more my lane, right? And lately, because obviously Taylor is down there, but by the way, everyone's down there. Titleist, Callaway, Cobra, um, Vessel, uh, any big golf company is pretty much down there. And I just feel like we'd have a summer house if we wanted. Go down there, spend, you know, three months down there and just chill anytime I wanted to. If I wanted to rent it out, if I wanted to Airbnb it out, it's fine. Um, nothing crazy, maybe a three-bedroom. We could probably get away with a two-bedroom if we wanted to, but like a three-bedroom somewhere by the beach. And after spending more time in Encinitas, spending more time in Cardiff, spending more time in, you know, Carlsbad, Oceanside, I just love it. It's way laid back. It's actually decent food out there. It's, you know, you don't got to leave. And it just had me fucked up. It was just, man, 
San Diego chill is a whole different chill. So that'd be cool. I'd have three spots, San Francisco, LA, and, and San Diego. So I'm leaning more towards this, even though Florida is definitely hitting me. Maybe there's a timeshare in Florida I could fuck with. But the vibes are just so good. I mean, you know, it was a little chilly down there, you know, playing golf and shit in the cold weather. But then um, I was able to get around with my boy Stranger, my boy Trotty, at uh, Goat Hill. It's in Oceanside. This is their home course. And it is a, not an executive course, a little better than that. It's 18 holes. It's par 65. But I won't lie to you. Their par threes are very hard courses. The, the couple far fours are, you know, kind of tough. But these are challenging courses. Now, the par might be lower, but it's a tough course. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's no joke. I've played there three or four times. And I shot seven over, which is fucking phenomenal, right? It's a fucking 72. And like, yes, it's a par 65. And this course is definitely, I don't know. I got to play Lincoln Park GC in San Francisco again because I shot a 74 there. And that was eight over, right? I think. Or no, it was par 68, was it? Or it, it but, but bottom line, this, this, no, it's weird. I played really good here. All my shots were so I only had one bad shot and it was a tee shot and I used my DHY driving iron and I shouldn't have used it. But anyways, after that, went to this cafe diner called Beach Break Cafe in Oceanside, California. It was so fucking good. They had this coffee cake that was just, I've never had coffee cake like this. I got the pork chops and scrambled eggs. They had this hot sauce. I forgot what it was called. It was lit. Food was just so fucking good. Breakfast was just, I could tell they had a bunch of shit that was crazy. And um, it was just good times. Had a great fucking trip. I do wish my kids were with me, but I just don't know how much time I really have with them. And uh, by the way, guys, if you don't know, I'm headed to Seattle this week. I'll talk more about it on Thursday's episode. I'll already be in Seattle by the time the episode airs. And I was supposed to be there for two nights, but I was supposed to go to the Asian American Unforgettable Awards. I don't want to go. Don't want to get into it too much. I just don't think it's, it's, I don't know, man. The, you know, I'm part of the committee that voted and stuff. And, you know, there's, it just, I don't know, man. It's too long. And I just feel like this, it doesn't benefit me. And, and it's not about benefiting me, but it's my wife coming and I got to get a fucking tux or a suit. It's not like it's beyond black tie. It's like gown level shit. My wife was stressing out about getting a stylist and getting hair. And just, nah, I'm good. So I'm going to be in Seattle only for a night, for a day little over 24 hours. And um, if you are a Twitter subscriber, Twitter super follower, then hit me up if you want to get coffee in downtown Seattle on Friday, right? Friday morning, I'm going to do like a one-hour coffee meetup. Or if you're going to be at the game, anyone BTB Army, you're at, you know, if you're in, if, uh, sorry about that, let me clarify. If you are a super follower, Twitter subscriber, I'm willing to have a coffee with you guys you know, might be five, three people, might be a dozen. I don't know. I'm not doing anything big. I don't want to do anything over 10 people, actually. But if you are BTB Army and you'll be in Seattle for the Seahawks Niners game, then, uh, you know, holler at me. Okay? Like, that's something, you know, that that we should definitely, you know, I mean, I would love to connect with you guys. I always do. But um, that's uh, something we should do. Now, uh, the next topic of discussion is just something that just blew my mind. I had to write these notes down. Elon sent out a tweet, I believe yesterday or the day before yesterday, and he put, my only pronouns are prosecute slash Fauci. 
and all the Republicans and all the fucking Trumpers like, impeach Fauci, jail Fauci, Fauci lied, people died, da da da, this and that. Dumb fucks. Trump told the world to inject yourself with bleach. Fuck you talking about. If anything, that motherfucker should be in jail. Okay? Like, what kind of stupid motherfuckers are you? Are, are you really that dumb? Like, come on, man. Like, let's stop the cap right now. You know, and then you got motherfuckers arguing like, oh, man, you know what, man, bro? Shit. People die every day, B. The fuck is you weren't scared for? You don't need to wear a mask. You know, COVID did this and blah, blah, whatever. <sighs> man. Guys. Context is everything. All right. I'm sick of motherfuckers saying stupid shit. Yes, there's a lot of idiots in the world. I'm starting to, to think that there may be more idiots than there are, you know, people with common sense and smart people. Thing is, Elon's not a stupid person. You know, book-wise, he's a very smart person. Socially, he might be slightly awkward. That's why the internet's better for him because he has to kind of deal with people in the person. I don't know. He's just, you know, not with Asperger's necessarily, but he's just, he's just awkward. Context. Like, I just, when people say stupid shit, like, oh, what's the big deal about this? Fucking bunch of people could do this. Oh, 65 million golfers? Shit, yeah, so what? A bunch of people, are, yeah, there is. Do the statistics. 0 0.02 of the 65 million ever become scratch golfers, okay? And a very, very low percentage still break 100, and even lower percentage break 90, even lower for 80, okay? You know, like, you don't get that? Not a lot of people eat their own shit, right? They, not, not a lot of people don't eat their own feces. Why? Because they know. Despite as like legit as I can put it, context. Oh man, ain't no big fucking deal. Motherfuckers get shot all the time. Does that mean that you you know that how many people live, right? I don't know the statistics, but like, why the fuck would you say some stupid shit like that? You want to get shot? Oh, I'm people get shot. Fuck it, you'll figure it out. No, no, Doc. Again. How many people eat their own shit? I'm sure some people do. And it's a lower percentage, of course, compared to people getting shot. But it's like, fuck is wrong with you? Oh, dog, you're a rare one. No, you're a dumb fuck. And what's scary is people's opinions are way too malleable when a celebrity or public figure speaks. People, we got to do better, man. And motherfuckers are just too dumb and, and it's scary. And, and then just was thinking about my No Jumper show and it's starting to kind of make rounds and people just, man, dude, fuck. No offense to Adam22. Sometimes he trolls. He is bright. I think he does say certain things he thinks will, you know, trigger more arguments or conversation. Don't eat your own shit. I don't need to tell you that, right? Don't be fucking dumb. Sit. I know COVID's on the rise again here and there. Look, I think we have the situation under control a lot better. There are people out there still need help and be protected from it, right? You can't live in fear. I'm not blaming Fauci for this shit. You guys are fucking crazy, man. Um, speaking of no jumper, my no jumper Adam 22 Kendama 
collaboration is dropping, guys. This is a super dope toy. It's very, very, very um, popular amongst his community, too. He even has No Jumper Kendama, a page, right? And it's not just like, you know, older people here and there. It's like young adults, teenagers, right? And people like that. And it's just, you have to try it and then you'll see why it helps with growth. It's like crazy. It's just a traditional Japanese skill toy, okay? And it strengthens your hand-eye coordination, right? It doesn't matter what you are. There's number of, there's like an endless number of tricks, you know, from beginning to a seasoned veteran, you know what I mean? But basically, we're dropping our gold Ben Baller, No Jumper, Adam 22, Kendama, this uh, Wednesday, November 14th at 5 p.m. Pacific time on the network app, of course, 5 p.m. Pacific time, network app, this Wednesday, November 14th, $60. That's it. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. We got some commercials to pay some bills, and we will be right back. You know sports, and you pick winners all the time. So why not get paid for them at MyBookie? MyBookie has the biggest online selection of odds and contests for all your sports betting needs, anytime, anywhere. Bet on NFL, NCAA, or swing for the fences with the brand new money bag. The MyBookie money bag is a one-of-a-kind opportunity to spin for crazy odds on props and futures just place your bet, spin the wheel, and get ready for some epic odds on the best teams, athletes, and events. Sign up for free, use promo code BENBALLER, and claim a deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code BENBALLER to claim your deposit and give yourself the competitive edge. It's not just sportsbook, it's a community. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Yo, yo, what up, y'all? We are back. Uh, I got some crazy news that everyone else got at the same time. Rush Hour 4 is in production right now. And let me tell you guys something. I'm not the biggest Jackie Chan fan, but there was a point where I just loved seeing him do his own stunts. And then um, I've been definitely at least a little bit of a fan of his until he did Rush Hour 4. When he did Rush Hour 4, I was a very big fan of his just because the the duo between him and Chris Tucker was incredible. It was so fucking good that 48 Hours, which is a, a Eddie Murphy, Nick Nolte film, it wasn't even close. And another 48 Hours sucked, right? Rush Hour 1, 2, and 3 were all great. Fuck, Rush Hour, I mean, there were literally all three of them were fucking excellent. That series, that trilogy right there, it's fucking amazing. Okay? Now, a good friend of mine who happens to be canceled now, Brett Ratner, created the movie, directed it, executive produced it, 
he's canceled right now for some alleged sexual assault shit, whatever. I don't know what's going on. Look, if he doesn't direct this movie, I'll still watch it. But it's not going to be as good. Period. All right, guys. It's not that I don't give a fuck that he may or may not have been a scumbag. And I haven't talked to him ever since. I've kind of just stayed clear, whatever. We weren't super close, but he's you know, an old friend of mine. Came up doing music videos. He was a big video director in the 90s. And um, started doing movies. And he got a little cocky. He became a little dick. He's probably a little more humble now. But like, this dude had crazy parties. He's balling out of control. Rush Hour has to be directed by dude. And I'm I'm dying. I can't wait to see this fucking movie. We need a new movie so fucking bad. There is nothing else. I just can't wait to see it. I, I Like, they said that R. Kelly dropped an album and whatever, boom, and you still think about all the shit that you know, the, the underage girls and everything, whatever, boom. That doesn't take away the fact that that motherfucker made some jams. He made some classic hits. Now, am I listening to him out there? It, I ain't gonna lie to you. It's a little hard. I like to separate the artists from everything, right? You know, motherfuckers and just made shit fucking weird, man. Am I going to listen to Kanye music again? I didn't listen to a lot of Kanye music when he wasn't canceled. I just, you know, so I don't know. But Brett's got to direct the movie, man. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. It's his fucking series. his, you know, creation. He should. There hasn't been shit for me to watch except good, good on fucking YouTube. And like, I've been trying to fucking find some shit to watch. Everything sucks. Started watching The Rookie again on ABC, on Hulu, and I could watch that. Law & Order just started. There's really nothing. I've, I've tried to watch a few movies. Everything's trash. Everyone's saying watch White Lotus. I just can't get into it. I don't know what the fuck is it. Yellowstone, I got, I got out of it. I'm just not really interested. I'm looking forward to fucking seeing Avatar. I still haven't seen the new Black Panther. And my boy Jay Puente, my boy fucking Josh, gave me a fucking fire stick. I haven't had fucking time to connect it. I do need to watch that shit. This is driving me fucking nuts right now anyways i will be in seattle this thursday for the 49ers game this is our biggest fucking game second biggest game of the season the first one was the broncos this is crunch time we are back at home there's been back-to-back home games it is a thursday motherfuckers might be tired I am praying to God that K-9, Kenneth Walker, is back in action because we need him. We need DJ Dallas. We need motherfucking everyone. Defense, everything, right? This is a big fucking game. The Niners have never swept us in the regular season in over a decade. I don't even know if it's probably even longer than that. I just know, and, and since I've been a fan, they ain't swept us. In fact, it's been the opposite. So, they're playing with Brock Purdy. He had a good game against, you know, the Bucks. Tom is good. He's old as shit. He's inconsistent lately. He does not know the Niners like we do. There's always something going on. There's always a battle. They um, whooped us up. They're probably the only team that whooped us up really bad this year. I think we're figuring it out. Geno didn't look that great yesterday. But I will say it's going to be a fucking battle. And we do this, we do it right, could still win the NFC West. We fucked up a little bit of our playoff chances with that stupid-ass loss against a shitty-ass team. We let Sam Darnold. Come on, man. Are you serious, man? i never seen Geno look so weird. He still figured it out. But he had two interceptions. He never. He has had two interceptions in eight years. 
But he did say something last week that fucked me up. And he said, my tough times would be a blessing for someone else. And that's a fucking bar. Chino Smith said, my tough times would be a blessing for someone else. Now, minus the times I got the shit beat out of me by my dad, my tough times more recently in the recession, man, I was still blessed. Still had my health. Still had a little bit of money here and there. Yeah, I'd lost a lot, but it came back tenfold. And man, that's a fucking bar. Back to the Seahawks. Look, our defense is fucking terrible right now. We got good players. I'm not worried about our corners, really. But our defensive looks, our defensive calls are terrible. I don't know if it's hurt, but he's fucking up. And I don't know if it's fucking, you know, I mean, Pete oversees it. Like, yo, we need to figure something out. This is two, three weeks in a row where motherfuckers is running up the score. Yo, like, are you serious right now? Like, this is just, this is crazy. Our defense was the part that I was excited for. I didn't know Gino was going to I knew Gino was going to do his thing. I knew he was going to come in fucking, you know, and lead the league. We got to figure it out. We ain't got much time left, man. This is not a fucking game. It is a game, but it's not a game. BTB Army, if you're going to the game, Niners fans, I don't give a fuck who you are. Pull up, say what's up. I'm in section 110, row D. Can't miss me. I was going to wear my baller jersey. I'm probably going to wear my action green Metcalf jersey. Probably have a jacket on. It's going to be fucking high 30s. There's going to be fucking freezing. I just look forward to being in Seattle, even though it's a very short time. I just got to be there and just, I we got to fucking win this game. And if we do, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm going to fucking go crazy. You know I'm going to. I'm going to go nuts. Baker Mayfield came to uh, SoFi Stadium not even being on the team for 48 hours looking at an iPad and reading the LA Rams plays and this motherfucker came in and got a W against a Raiders team that was beating them came back in the last fucking minute it was fucking I ain't gonna lie to you it was refreshing to see I know that people say he's a douchebag I don't know a whole lot about him they're talking about bringing him to Seattle I'm glad they didn't because Gino's fucking a, a godsend but I got to take my hat off to him. That was just fucking crazy. It was nuts. Now, what fucks me up is he was a first round draft. Was he number one, I think? He was number one, right? What happens when Stafford comes back? Like, does he play backup? I don't know. It's just weird. Strange. Just fucking things are going on right now. And I don't know. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. I think uh, we got a chance. And if not, we're going to Cabo. As far as the Seahawks, I'll meet him over there. Um, Lake Show. Lake Shore ain't playing so bad. I'm, you know, watch a couple games here and there. You know, I've been just focusing on other shit. We lost a couple, right? I think we're still, what is it like? In the last 13 games, we lost like four. So I'm not mad at that, right? Because last night we chapped that Detroit Piston ass, period. By the way, is there any BTB army in Detroit? I'm just curious. Tap in on the comments if there is. I just was just kind of curious, you know, Saturday night. There was the Capital One, the match. And um, a lot of motherfuckers were watching, right? And now it's different because I'm into golf. So I'm watching this shit. It was on TNT. Um, it was Tiger Woods, Rory McElroy, 
and um, Justin Thomas. Is it McElroy? Am I tripping? It's McElroy, right? Versus Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. And uh, I don't know, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Tyler had some great shots. There was some good talk. And I think the banter was more funny than anything. The, the cracking jokes, the way they did it. Played at nighttime. Some random ass course in Florida. It was dope. A lot of people were there. It was cool to watch them go in the battle and stuff. But the outcome was depressing. You know, Justin Thomas is represented by my agency. So was Tiger. Uh, Speed is a beast. He hasn't won in a long time. But Tiger just looked lost out there. I don't know if he's old. I don't know what the fuck. They're in golf carts. Just look kind of rusty. Rory didn't look that great. It just kind of bummed me out, man. That shit just got me pissed off, man. JT was on point, though. Him and Jordan are good partners. You know, that I don't know, man. I think, uh, is Tiger going to get better? Highly doubt it. I mean, you know, he did his thing. I just don't, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm like, fuck. You know, it was, it was fucking depressing to watch. It just kind of fucked me up, man. It was just, it pissed me off. Why did I write down Gold Hill twice? I'm hitting the ball good. That's all that fucking matters. I can't wait to get a round in this week before I head to fucking Seattle. It is getting colder and colder. It's probably be tougher to get rounds in. So I mean, just got to practice my swing. And I'm still at the range four to five times a week. So fuck it. I'm just going to get that grind in and get this shit going because it's getting serious, man. It's getting time to get ready for some pro-ams. Let's get ready time for AT&T if I do play it. Waste management. We got the Wash Lord in what is it December so January February March we got four months away from the Wash Lord Invitational she's getting real right now okay and now I want to talk about something with sports and end it right there but value over expectation for pro athlete salaries right in golf the good thing about golf is your sponsors pay you a certain amount you're very popular you could still sell clubs you're a good golfer but when it comes to like what you make in the PGA Tour, you got to win to make that money. And that model, that model is actually really good. It's not good for the corn fairy and the people who aren't making the cuts, but it's a good model for the winners and stuff. And, and there should be more money for the the guys who barely make the cut who are still a PGA card. I think that's, that's true. But when I look at like what some of these guys are getting paid, it just fucks me up. Tiger deserves everything because it's different what he's doing and what he's done. He should have been paid way more as far as an actual tour. The way live guys are getting paid, it's not realistic. Now, whether or not, you know, I fuck with live, it's got nothing to do with that. Because I look at Russell Westbrook and I have to count it out. You should, and I was, oh, they're human. No, fuck that. No, I don't want to hear that shit. Russell Westbrook's making $44 million a year with the LA Lakers. He's playing a lot better right now. He ain't playing $44 million better. Okay. Russell Wilson is getting 50 M's a year. He ain't play, he's playing absolutely terrible. Okay. And them contracts are locked in, so he's good. I couldn't sleep at night. And all I'm saying is do you have to win championships or change what your team looks like? in order to keep your pay. Abso-fucking-lutely. Now, I understand John Morant's young. He's going to build. They're going to build the squad around him. That's different. Some players are out there getting paper. Like LeBron's making money here and there, but he, I mean, he deserves it just because of his legacy. 
Tom Brady took a million dollars last year or some shit, some low number. He didn't give a fuck. He's already rich. But for dudes out there that aren't getting there, they're getting paid and aren't producing, it ain't no that's life. You deserve all the criticism and all the shit talking you're getting. And I do feel bad for Russ. But bro, you put that on yourself. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, 40, 50 million a year to suck. Or 40, 50 million a year to be good. Nah, dog, if you're getting paid more than Giannis and some of these other guys, nah, dog, you need to be playing your ass off. Fuck that shit. Anyways, guys, Christmas is coming up. I'm starting to go to restaurants and fucking stores. You walk into an office and you hear fucking Christmas music everywhere. And I'm just having a hard time getting rid. I do need to kick it into gear this week. We are less than two weeks away. It's important. Look, thoughtful gifts will always just win. Okay? And I understand right now more than ever, people are doing, they're doing bad. They're, they're having hard times, right? A lot of people I know are just like, man, cash is so impersonal. It's just so tacky, blah, blah, whatever. Cash helps a lot of people out. Just something about opening a gift to someone who might just want that gift. It's nice, right? I love thoughtful gifts, but I'm very hard to get a gift for. So I'm different. I'm way different than the average American or the average person. I don't need anything. I don't want anything. Someone comes with something like really, really crazy, rare, cool. I have so much shit. How much more shit am I going to need? But again, I understand some people need it. I give cash out for Christmas to my mom and people like that. But I just feel like a thoughtful gift is just going to go further. Some cool shit that goes in the house. Things that someone can look at on a regular basis. That's all I'm saying. I don't want anything. You know, I, mean, I know people always send me like, $20 Amazon card, $20 uh, Starbucks cards. I appreciate it. It's dope. Thank you so much. You know, I show people love on for their businesses on my Instagram stuff and, you know, here and there. And, and um, that actually helps them businesses get, you know, eyeballs on them. Uh, speaking of Christmas gifts, we do have gold Ben Baller money counters at my Beverly Center flagship and Co. store. We are selling them there. I am only selling 10 a week. I will not sell more than that. I want them to last. I'm going to hold a certain many for this for the summer because I know shit's about to go crazy. But we do have gold money counters at IF and Co. for sale. Go to the store at Belly Center. Don't, well, actually, you can call. Ask for Key, Nile, maybe Pat, whatever. Let's do that. By the way, guys, I got an e-bike from this company called Utopia. This thing is fucking sick. I don't know when I'm going to post it, but you guys, this shit is insane. I'm using it for cardio, but it is just crazy. Got Bluetooth speaker, got all this shit. I'm going to post it. And I'm only telling the BTB army, okay? I'm going to do a contest and give one of these things away. I'm not going to put it in the caption of my post. But if you listen to this show and you see that post go up within the week, probably seven days from now or less, put up the demon emoji in your comment. You might fuck around and win a fucking $3,000 e-bike. And we're doing a Ben Baller edition for sure. And I'm fucking rocking with this company. This shit is lit. I don't give a fuck who else makes one. They came to me. The bike is high quality. It's dope. I can't wait for you guys to see this shit and hopefully for someone to win it. Did, did I mention it before? I forgot. I do have an $800 golf bag that I just don't think I'm going to use again. It's dope. It's got my logo on it. 
It is a very nice bag, much nicer than the other TaylorMade bag I had. This is a Vessel leather bag. I think we got to do a giveaway. What do you guys think? And by the way, guys, listen, man, real quick. In the comments, follow the Par 3 page. It's at Par 3 Podcast. We're going to start having some guests. We're going to start doing some guests. And by the way, we have access to anybody now. Ain't no like, oh, who do you want to see? Anybody in golf, we can get next to them. Yes, that's including Tiger himself. Don't know if we're going to launch that. We, we want to say the big guns for the milestone episodes, but tell me who you know in golf. Doesn't have to be a PGA Tour player. Someone who's big like Tony Romo, who, who knows, that you want to see on the show, and we'll get them on there. And um, guys, have a great week. All right. Today is a, is a funky day. I know people are maybe sad. Some people are really happy about the holidays. I don't know. It's a weird time. It's tricky, right? We got Tuesday tomorrow. Then we got hump day. And then guess what? We got more BTB on Thursday. And that's my man, Lakey Lake, in the background. And it's time for the show to end. I love y'all. Thank you to everyone who subscribes to this show. Please tell a friend to tell a friend about the show. If they don't already subscribe, we're coming hard. I'm telling you, I got some tricks up my sleeve. We got some more interviews coming. God bless. This is not your practice life. Make it a great day. Make it a great week. All right. Love y'all. Wash Lord signing out. Peace.